Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello and welcome back to Headstrong Season 8. My name is Louis Strong and I host this podcast. Headstrong is a podcast, for those of you who are listening for the first time, is a podcast where I sit down with a number of people in the public eye to talk to them about their experiences in their life so far. And ultimately I want to talk to them about the word headstrong and what that means to them. And to me, it means to believe in yourself, to talk about your vulnerabilities and reinforce your self-worth, which I hope you will feel by the end of the podcast. Joining me on season eight, episode four, are James and Claire Buckley. Now, James is of course known for playing the role J in The Inbetweeners. But James and Claire are a wonderful couple, and I sat down and I talked to them about their upcoming book, which is coming out on the 29th of September. But I talked to them about parenthood and what that was like, the apprehensions before becoming a parent, as well as their wise words for all those new parents out there and people who are parents-to-be. And we also talked about school and all those important trips. But most importantly, we talked about the mental health as a parent and how important it is if you do have the luxury of still being with your partner, your husband, your wife, to talk to them and lean on them. It's really important to have that synergy. And if you don't have that person, that partner, be sure to talk to the right people because it's very, very easy as a parent, as James and Claire were telling me, to get burnout, to get stressed, to be exhausted and tired, because you are, of course, looking after these children. So I really hope you enjoy this episode 
of Headstrong. But first, a note from our sponsors, RCK Partners, who specialise in helping UK businesses claim R&D tax relief across the engineering, agricultural and tech space. Now, if you'd like to find out more about this valuable source of funding for your business, head to rck.partners or just click the link in the podcast description below. That's rck.partners. Now, let's crack on with the episode. James and Claire, thank you so much for joining me on Headstrong. How are you both? Hello. Thank you. Thanks for having us. How are you? How are you getting on? Yeah, not too bad, actually. Friday afternoon is, if I'm going to set the scene to our our listener, hot and sweaty rushing around, but it is what it is. Um, But James, sounds slightly better than uh, your day yesterday, by the sounds of things. Yeah, I I just went for a, it's rare, it's a rare occasion, but I, I, uh, I just went out for a drink Wednesday night and didn't feel too great Thursday. I think... It probably more so with you, it gets rarer and rarer as a parent where you get that opportunity to let your hair down and you want to enjoy yourself. And probably the line becomes blurred That's of when it. you go, yeah. oh, when should I have my last drink? And you go, yeah. come on, more. That's it. You, you get all excited. You do. You get too excited. That's the problem. What happens is that you end up drinking a lot at the start yeah and because then you're you think done. this what, to make up last. for it like well that's it you no think... you just get so excited oh it's a day <laughs> it's a day away because they are so few and far between that's what is sort of become known in this house as a clear special i get so excited <laughs> for a little day out or a night out and then i'm home by 8 p.m ruined the party feeling terrible <laughs> We've all been there. We've all been there. It's definitely a insert your name here special. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'm very excited to chat to you both today. Uh, both successful people in your own right, but notably authors. Now, mm. how very exciting. So tell me about your new book, the inspiration behind it. Inspiration behind our book was uh, a publisher got in contact with us and said, <laughs> do you fancy writing a book? And the pair of us were like, I think it's... Uh, First well, we said no. We were like, no, don't be silly. Yeah. But then your ego takes over and you think, oh. yeah, I'd like to have a book with my name on it. That sounds uh, <laughs> like something that would be fun. And then you sort of go off and you make it and you enjoy doing that and have fun with it and completely forget mm-hmm. that eventually people will hopefully read it. And <laughs> then it becomes terrifying. We sort of just, yeah, we never sort of considered that that part of the deal it was just oh it was like giving some fun homework it was like do you want to <laughs> fancy doing this at home you go yeah all right then yeah we'll do that yeah um but it's an actual book it's a proper real book and you know talking about it now it's uh frightening it's a surreal experience to know that that's coming out soon oh really absolutely surreal, yeah. really absolutely odd. i just put it actually today um I've been doing loads of housework and I just cleaned out um, the boys' little playroom and we've got a sort of little mock book um, just that we had to sort of use to show people on the vlog and stuff. And um, I sat it up on um, Harrison's little shelf and he sort of looked at it and we both just had a little moment being like, yeah, that's still weird that this exists, isn't it? Because mm. his little feet are on it. And it's just sometimes you just, when you, if you think about something like that too much, it can make you feel a bit weird. Yeah, absolutely. James, <laughs> how does it compare to, 
obviously as as an actor you come out and you're physically seen on screen or um well always on screen weirdly enough actually mm. or in person on stage but that's you as a character this yeah, is absolutely. for both of you and indeed as a family content mm. that is personal how does yeah. that how does that compare what's that feeling like because you're ex- well, kind of exposing your yourself absolutely yeah it is uh it you do feel exposed i mean the great thing about what i do for a job is that people you know a lot of people think i'm funny which which isn't true i'm just funny when people have written funny things for me to say so you get to go on television and make a tv show and everyone thinks that you're great but they don't know you at all whatsoever <laughs> So now I'm in a situation where I'm putting this thing out where everyone, and you know, people might read it and go, this guy is a pain in the ass. <laughs> and uh, obviously I'll have to take that very personally because it isn't a character this time. It is just me. <laughs> Claire, did you find it easy writing? Is it something that you find natural, you know, from school and stuff, pen to paper? Well, probably hands on a keyboard, but what was that experience like? Yeah, I actually really enjoyed it. Um, I do really enjoy writing. um, And actually pen to paper was how I did quite a lot of it. I prefer that. I used to get into trouble. Um, Obviously, there was we had this amazing guy um, helping us. And he always used to say, oh, you know, if you write it down, then you then have to type it up and send it to me. But I was getting to the point where I would just send him pictures of my written pages I just I don't I hated typing for some reason but yeah if it's something that you plan on doing I guess you've got to yeah. get used to the computer also just much you know it's quite difficult to write a book when you've never written anything before in your life so mm-hmm. you have to have someone you don't have to I mean hopefully if we get to do more of these in the future or something we'd be able to you know see it's just things like structure and stuff like that yeah. and where where to put places and things which is quite I, i've got no experience so yeah. it was nice uh having someone help us with that and try and uh well, make we, sense yeah of, we rambled on and, yeah. and told our stories and things that we thought were funny and all that sort of stuff and um nathan the the guy who helped us was brilliant and he would take everything that we said and sort of say, okay, well, let's put it in this order or that order and sort of helped us oh, yeah. make it into an Absolutely, actual yeah. book and not just a lot of pages <laughs> just, of Otherwise nonsense. it would just be scribbled pages that you've, <laughs> yeah. pictures of it that you've sent to the publisher. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he looks so cute. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Did you have any arguments writing it? Was there any like, oh, that's too much, you can't say that? Or actually it was quite harmonious? We actually did our own really, because there's sort of personal bits on each yeah. side and our yeah, own thought thoughts so. on things that, that we sort of did quite separately. Yeah, a lot of it was done quite separately. There's a, there's, there's and a couple there's of chunks a lot together. Uh, of us um, almost, they're pretty much almost transcribed conversations. It's almost like yeah. a script, the stuff with just us. Um, just, Some try, of it, just trying to capture that sort of, Back and forth. Back and forth. But some of it, Nathan, took just from, like, these Zoom calls where we would be talking about um, what we wanted to do, and he was actually including this in the book because it was us just sort of arguing or (laughs) being kind of back and forth with each other, and that actually ended up in the book, some of it, which was quite funny. Yeah, but most of it is, like, we've we've just got our own sections that we handled 
I'm really looking forward to reading Claire's stuff. I've got to be honest. <laughs> I can't wait for it to come out. Okay, shoot. When's <laughs> what's the release date, please? Did we work that out? 29th? It is the 29th. 29th. 29th of this month. Yeah. Oh, 29th no. of this month. Yeah, oh, no, literally. God. Oh, no, God, no. <laughs> oh, no. How very exciting. Look, guys, I'm sure it will be an absolute, um, an absolute sellout, so I'm wishing you the best of luck with that. But now let's swing on to your parenting, which, of course, the book contains. Yeah. Claire, first to you. Let's talk about motherhood, if we can. Absolutely. Was this something, before you became a mother, a few years ago, was it something that you craved? Was it something when you were growing up, you thought, do you know what? I really want to be a mother. Or were you kind of by the by? Um, yeah, no, I was probably more. Be honest. If it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, I was never one of those young girls or even in my teenage years that was, I can't wait to be a mom. I can't wait to be a mom. I can't wait to be a mom. Um, until I met James, which is, you know, one of those soppy just, things. Just got that say. charm. But look at me. <laughs> so when you look this good hungover, imagine <laughs> what I'm like <laughs> on oh. one of my 10 out of 10 days. Yeah. <laughs> when are they? <laughs> when um no, when I met James, it did all just sort of fall into place. Um, and then I did sort of think, oh, you know, I could see me and James making some cool little people. Um, the funny thing is, the one thing that I do remember, um, and my mum always sort of brings this up when we're chatting about the boys, is when I was maybe about sort of 12, 14-ish, I used to say that. You know, I'm not that bothered, but if I did have kids, I would. I think I want two boys, um, which is what I got. So yeah. it's sort of me and James went through a phase a few years ago now, sort of wondering, do we do we try for a girl? Do we have a third? Are, are we finished? And that conversation actually kept coming up where I, I would say, you know, I always wanted two boys and I've got two boys and they're happy and healthy. And sometimes you just sort of think, you know what, we got what we wanted. We'll stop there and and we'll be grateful for yeah. what we've got. And so, yeah, it's a little sort of cosmic feeling about it. Yeah. Um, but I love being a mum. I love it. It's the first time I've heard you say cosmic. Oh, yeah, <laughs> well, I'm down with the kids. Yeah, right. There we go. Did you guys have any kind of apprehension before becoming parents like because it's a daunting prospect i can mm-hmm. I, i'm not a parent yet i mean i've got a dog that's probably as far as i can get for now they're harder yeah, yeah i don't know tricky. i don't know I, I don't want to change a nappy but you know in terms of that apprehension what were those feelings like before you became a parent were you nervous excited or did you have the support of your parents both of you what, what was what was that like it is yeah. really nerve-wracking because it is such it is just a big change in your life um it's things will never be the same you'll now be a parent um I think before when I was pregnant though we never really had that feeling we were just really excited especially with Harrison but then when he came along he came along remember that that night we got into the flat yeah we got into our flat and laid him down on our bed we had been in Scotland for a few months um so he was still a tiny baby but we we Went this back was, home. This was the first time that we were left alone with him. And we were just like, right, now we've got to keep this guy alive. Like, this is... And that was that the was bar... That was a little bit scary. That was the bar that I set, basically. <laughs> I was just like, if I can just 
We'll take it one day at a time. Keep them hydrated. Just don't drop him or anything <laughs> and keep him fed and watered. A lot more can you do? A lot, walk him every now and again. It's a lot like a dog. It's a lot like having a dog. So you, you're not, you know, you're not too far. But again, it depends. It depends what um, what sort of bar you set for yourself as well. Because obviously, you know, there's okay. other things to worry yeah, about. Yeah, can I just well. say like I set the bar higher? And things like that. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, oh, my God. <laughs> I think what changes um, when you're talking about sort of being apprehensive about stuff and, and things like that, I think... Yes, you do obviously feel nervous and, you know, you're in charge of a little person. But I think thinking back, you know, the first time a rash appears or, you know, Mm. it starts to feel a bit unwell and then you really see a change in yourself. I mean, if you get a rash, you're like, oh, so when you're like when something happens or you think something's wrong with your baby, it's just a whole other especially feeling. especially the first one as yeah well, because they seem i mean obviously you assume that babies are so delicate and fragile and obviously they are they're tiny little things but they're also i think a lot tougher than what we yeah what we think they are so sure. when it is just like a rash or they've got a runny a nose or something yeah. like that you, you you know you're at action stations that <laughs> yeah. call the it's doctor because it's your it's your offspring you're like i must oh, protect them at all costs that protective act yeah you yeah know, that's feeling. the biggest difference yeah like the and the instincts as well they they sort of come um one of our friends um has had a baby and i was talking to him about sort of instincts where you know you know they're she's just starting to walk and you know they're doing something they're gonna fall when you're ready and it's like it just it just comes to you you're just there you just know what to do which is weird okay let's assume that james's piece of advice is keep them fed and watered claire what would be your piece of advice to any potential new parents you know a baby that's about to come that is good advice it's absolutely (laughs) sound and foolproof (laughs) but i didn't know if there was uh, maybe a little bit more depth yeah sure um, just obviously you can get into it more (laughs) if you want but i'm keeping things simple yeah keep it simple stupid keep it simple stupid i like that for 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 new mums or, or expecting, for, yeah, for, for expecting parents who literally don't realise that they're never not going to be a mum yeah. or a dad again. I would say enjoy it, and it's such a cliche thing to say, but my God, does it go quick? Even when you're right in the middle of it, and there's nappies everywhere, and the dishes aren't done, and you feel like it's this never-ending mess that you're in, and you're knackered. The and it's hard at the time, but try and enjoy it because I would love to go back to those days. Uh, and the good thing is as well is that you're you're pretty much only really left with the good memories. Oh, yeah. You don't really remember no, the house being completely upside down no. and being so unbelievably tired and literally, you know, up to your knees in shit. Um, <laughs> so you, you, you sort of forget all of that, but you remember the first time they start crawling or the, the first time they start they gurgling do. and trying yeah. to say words. And you, that's the stuff that you remember. And I suppose we're hardwired to, because if you remember all the other stuff as well, you'd probably just stop at one. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it gets to a point where you do go, oh, we could do that. Do you remember that? Oh, we could do that again. <laughs> oh, it was so great, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, no, that would be my, enjoy it. Enjoy every little daft moment because it, it honestly is so fast 
I enjoy that a lot. Now, something I want to talk about with you both in particular is bringing children into life when you have a spotlight on you, because it's not something that many people in this world would get to experience when I say it's mean that in a good way or a bad way. It's just mm-hmm. by the by, it is what your lives are being in, in the public spotlight. Was there apprehension in that regard and kind of the conversation around privacy? I don't. Um, we had this conversation really early Yeah, on. we had this, there's a, there was a brief conversation. The thing is, right, is that we're, even though, you know, I've been on television or whatever, I, you know, me and Claire are just normal people. Mm. We, we don't really, we don't really have to consider um, our privacy that much because we've never really made it, made a deal out of it or. Yeah. Sure. Made you know, it's never really been a problem. No, for us. I mean, I think it. I think there's different different levels of spotlight, yeah. and it's what you have. It, it's what you want for yourself. And we were always, as James says, you know, even when the TV shows he was in was were big, and there was movies and all that sort of stuff. It when we were private, we were private. Like we we were never sort of you know out and about or it wasn't a, doing the celeb. Yeah, it was thing. never really a problem, and it depends on on what road you want to go down. I mean, if you feel if you do feel it's important for your career that mm-hmm. you need to be have your picture taken yeah. while filling the car up and stuff like that, which I totally get, I understand. I'm not having a pop at those people. No. It all serves a purpose, but we never went down that road. We never, I never really spoke to press or anything like that unless i had um a, a press tour i guess or, yeah, or, or, yeah. or things like that uh and actually which is funny enough i was actually thinking about this today because obviously we've come we're talking to you about our book a little bit at the beginning next we're trying to sell a book but this new way of doing stuff mm. doing like podcasts for sure is, is so much more interesting because you 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 go oh i've got a book coming out and you go right brilliant da, da, da. and then you go off and then you actually have a conversation and you get yeah. to talk about other stuff and it's mm-hmm. that's i prefer it these yeah. days i love it these days used to be you sit in a room it was and black people, and white wasn't it it was just <laughs> relentless questions and tiny little changes of words and you're yeah, basically yeah. saying the same crap yeah so now it's nice to um it's nice to actually talk to people and talk to people like yourself and in the media and, and, yeah. and it feels like it's more controlled as well and that you don't have to I don't do some sort of publicity stunt or anything <laughs> bizarre you, you just come and chat to people and um but with it but we've, but we've never um never never courted the press I've never called them up ahead of time or um but with the kids, though, we did make a decision. Um, and people who watch our vlogs know that. Um, yeah. We just didn't. We just kept them private. We think, you know, it's just the tiny little people. They don't need anybody commenting on them or knowing who they are or that sort of stuff. So, yeah, just uh, like James says, it wasn't a difficult thing to do. We and just I, didn't. That's not so much a privacy thing either. I think it's just more of a security thing. I think as a child, you've even up to the age, until they can choose, I think it's that's unfair it. to put them in that position when that's it's it. not appropriate. Because you can't, you can't, you know, once it's open, you can't yeah. put everything back it, Yeah, box. exactly. If it's out, it's out. Yeah. yeah. So, so there ain't going back. So in, if they, if they get to 17, can. 18 or whatever and and they decide that that's what they want to do, yeah. then that's cool. But, but uh, on the other side, though, some people can't. I mean, you know, like some people, like you were saying earlier, their jobs 
I mean, this is a probably a bad example and everybody will roll their eyes, but like, I mean, the Kardashians and their kids, like, I don't see any way of them having the career they have with the, everybody mm. knowing their kids and having them yeah. pictures taken and stuff like that. So again, obviously, you know, it just, it's whatever, whatever it's fits just, you and yeah, whatever's just, best. But... It's all just different preferences, isn't it? You've just got to do what you think is right. Absolutely. If you're looking to take advantage of R&D tax credits to boost your business's cash flow, RCK Partners can help you. Simply head to rck.partners or just hit the link in the podcast description below. That's rck.partners. When I say the word family to you both, if you're happy to share, what are kind of the core values of that for you both? Because your your family is something that you'll never change in your life and obviously the most important thing, it's that core. So what are those core values for you both? Um, I guess it's just, I, I feel like this is quite a simple answer, but I guess things like trust and because that's, your people will come in and out of your lives as you grow older. And this is what you tell our boys all the time. You two, your relationship, you're the mm-hmm. way that you're related brothers. to each other. Brothers is very, very special. No one else is ever going to be your brother and you're not going to be anyone else's brother. So you need to be there for each other. You need to be always be there for each other. Um, and I think that's what we we are as a family. We're, we're very tight yeah little unit and we care about each other's happiness very much and we do we do have a sort of all for one almost a siege (laughs) mentality of sort of you know it's us against the world and you know there's as I say people friends and you know to other people that you know they might not do something be in a situation where they're not very nice to you sometimes and um as long as you know, we've got each other mm-hmm. and we will yeah. always have, then no one can really do anything to us because we absolutely once you come home and you close the door as long as us four. Yeah. Are, I mean, don't get me wrong, we've got loads of great friends and obviously mm. extended family and all that sort of stuff. But when you say family, um, yeah, it's the four of us in yeah. the living room playing a board game, watching a movie, chatting, and, you know, that's what I think of. Perfect rainy Sunday afternoon. Oh, I love it. <laughs> there we go. I, but now it's the beginning of September when, when we're speaking, which obviously alarm bells ringing, it's back to school time. Here we go. Yeah. Are you well prepared in that domain now? Are, are you happy with that back to school vibe or are you like, oh, can this summer happen in a couple more weeks? We, um, we I like, hate it. We, yeah, we, we, we just like being with the boys we like having them here with us and unfortunately um they're going to be in a lot of trouble if it's left left up to me to you know teach them things (laughs) so they do (laughs) they do have to go to school and we all understand why they have to go to school but in a perfect world I think we would just never leave the house and just hang out (laughs) with each other for for the rest of the time um but but we are organized are we? Very organised. Are you? I'll you, take your word for it. Yeah. <laughs> well, while James was in bed hungover yesterday. It was yesterday, yeah. Was, was it a WH Smith trip? Oh, yeah. we hit WH Smith so hard. Oh. You've just moved that bag as well. I know, yeah. We, um, yeah, the boys have, 
I'd ordered their clothes that they needed earlier on in the summer because that's always a nightmare to try and get. But yesterday we got the lunch boxes and pencil cases and the brand new rulers and the boys absolutely love doing that. Um, and shoes, we needed shoes yesterday, so we got that done. So we are good to go. Is there any, have you got any good getting ready for school stories? So, you know, something that's really stood out or maybe that first day when you took them to school. I don't know. Well, God, the first day back after, so when lockdown happened. Ah, of course. Um, obviously there was homeschooling for God knows how long, a long time. And suddenly it sort of started to ease and people were thinking about different schools were opening at different times. And anyway, we get the email saying that the school, our school is going to be open such a day. So I was like, oh, okay, that's fine. And I was like, well, the, the uniforms are still there and whatever. Got to the Saturday before, no, the Sunday. Mm. They went back on the Monday, the Sunday before. And I was like, actually, they've been, they've not been at school for, I mean, I don't know how long we worked it out to it be. It would have been over a year or something like that, yeah. And I suddenly thought, oh, my God, I better make sure their uniforms fit. Oh no. And I brought them downstairs and I tried them on and it was a disaster. You could not stop laughing. (laughs) Their shirts were like crop top, belly tops. (laughs) Cause you just don't realize how much they grow, especially being at home with them all the time. And you you realize that through the normal school years, because you're putting the uniform on every day. But because I hadn't even, it just wasn't in my mind. Just how quickly you sort of can, get out of a routine so that was horrendous they had to go back to school um wherein they did not look their usual smart little selves mm-hmm. um and then that monday i had to run uh around all the shops and get them on new stuff um so they were fine the next day but yeah that was a disaster i couldn't believe i hadn't even thought about the fact that they grew yeah. over a year <laughs> That's it. You don't consider that, do you? Because we're just in joggers and pajamas for a year. I mean, I've I've got trainers that are you know fifteen years old. That's I don't. So I, true. I don't grow anymore, do I? I so <laughs> you just sort of think the whole lockdown thing just totally. I don't know why I didn't think of it, but yeah, that was quite funny when we put them on them and James just looked at them. We had to laugh, otherwise I would have cried. <laughs> But also, James, I don't know about you, but I'm the kind of guy that if the trainers, someone says to me, oh, they look a bit, you know, scuffed. You can't wear those out. I'll then go, right, those are my garden shoes. I'll still keep them. They're not going anywhere. They still work. Yeah, see, no, I, I'm i I'm a bit of a different person. If someone says to me, oh, they look a bit done. Are you I'm off to office? Tra- I'm thinking about trainers and no, I find it as a challenge. So I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to really wear them now. Oh. I'm never going to take them off. Oh, and let's be honest, this is me talking about oh, if I think, tell them they yeah, look yeah, rubbish. Yeah. Oh, you think they don't look good? Well, got news just wait, for you. Just what's see me in a year and a half. I've got news for you, baby. <laughs> me and the trainers are a package. You knew that, that? is what he does. You knew that why. when you married me. I don't know why you do stuff like that, but he does. So what about dealing with mental health as a parent? Because I'm well aware despite not being one, as I want to say, that being a parent and having a job, full-time job, can lead to burnout, stress, and somewhat probably overwhelming, particularly in those early years when it's all new, a new experience. How do you, obviously you have the support of each other, but how do you both 
make sure you do prioritize your mental health or give each other space, but also time for each other? It's just really difficult. It's really difficult. Uh, I mean, they're all really good points and I'd love to give you some tips and some answers and stuff, but no, but it's interesting I to guess, see how you feel, I guess. Yeah, you do. It is, it is a busy, busy time starting off new baby turning up. Yeah, it's but a very I think busy time. Going back in time it is, you know, when they were really young and if, especially because James was working a lot when they were both young, mm. um, you know, I had my moments where you would go to the kitchen and have a little cry and just think, "Oh my God, this is so hard." Or phone James when he was away. Mm. And but, but you, you got you got to remember as well, like the, the like I was away working or whatever. But for you also, you know, all the chemicals and stuff in the brain changing and it's like and it's tricky. Yeah, but, it's tricky. I mean, again, like James, I don't. I don't think I've got any tips. Probably going back to what I said earlier is just sort of just know that it'll pass because it can get hard and it can get really overwhelming. I think it will pass. Yeah, I guess my advice would be is to just acknowledge that it's really tough. Mm -hmm. It's really hard. And give yourself the break if you know you need it. And if you are tired and if you are stressed and if you are feeling sad, it's because... It's not, you know, it isn't just laughing at a cute little baby 24-7. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's maybe 10% of it. The rest of it is the, you know, trying to keep them alive, that uh, <laughs> that whole bit. And it, it, it just give you, I mean, my advice would be to give yourself a break because there's yeah. not a single, there's no parent on the planet that's just going, wow, this is easy, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe how easy this is. Even what I was saying about, you know, the dishes piling up and the nappies and, and mm. again, like what James is saying, yeah, acknowledge it, but don't, you know, don't beat yourself up about it because, you know, especially maybe today, um, you know, with Instagram and, and social media where everything always looks so perfect, you know, everybody knows it's not and it's it's hard for everybody and just give yourself a break. Mm-hmm. That's That's the only way to get through it. Do you guys give yourself a date night? Oh, no, no, really? not really. No. no, fair enough. No, we um, we're quite bad at actually having time yeah. together. I mean, we do like, like I say, we we quite like our children. And, um, <laughs> They're welcome. What on we the do night. do is we have a date couple of hours where you know, let's say tonight, for instance, a Friday night. Um, we've just been tidying up the boys' playroom and stuff. So I did say to them, you know. If you're good and you help me, maybe buy a new little movie and you guys can sit down and or get some Roblox time or whatever it might be. And then me and James do like to sit down and, and watch a, a movie and get a takeaway or whatever. So I think that's what we consider our date night, even yeah. though it's, it's still in the same room or it's in the next room from the boys. It's just about date night to me is more about putting the phones down, mm. you know, getting cozy on the couch, switching off for a bit and just relaxing rather than getting dressed up and maybe going out for dinner. It, it is difficult as well. It's famously difficult because one of you have to watch the children. So <laughs> it's really hard to to have an occasion where, yeah. n- neither, where the children are being looked after. Yeah, and, that's true. Um, so we're no different. 
in that no, sense. No, absolutely. So, so if, uh, if, I, if you're happy to, before we come on to talk about social media, I just want to talk about fame with you, James, mm-hmm. and how that kind of affected you. How did you tackle that when you had people coming up to speak to you? How did that affect you, not necessarily day to day, but internally? It's odd. It's very, it's very bizarre. It's very weird. I never, um, I never considered uh, being famous or anything like that. And I've got a very um, low level of fame, um, but it's still unusual. It's, it doesn't feel very natural. It feels very odd. Um, but I just wanted to be an actor. And more specifically, I just wanted to make people laugh on television. That was always what I wanted to do. I, I didn't really consider that there might be a chance that people would recognise me if I walked down the street. Um so it's not, again, it's not something that I really felt or thought too much about um, at the time. Um, but it is, it, it is a bit odd. It is a bit odd because, as you say, I don't like people having maybe a preconception of me or something like yeah, that. Yeah, sure. Which is fine, which is fair enough because... Well, that's the difficulty with you is people, I have no doubt, will expect you to be a particular character when they yeah. meet you. Whereas you're James Buckley, the person, not James Buckley, who's playing this person. Yeah. People you know what I mean? Yeah. People are just usually very, very disappointed. <laughs> Do you get any profanity shouted at you or quotes? Oh, yeah. It must be consistent and constant. Oh, con- yeah. Constantly. But let's be difficult I, around the kids. Uh, <laughs> usually people are all right. Usually I mean, oh, that's good. Right. Yeah, the but, good thing about what I would say about James's character is that it is quite well liked from yeah, what I see. Absolutely, so, sure. You know, people are always just quite happy to meet. I mean, James is always happy to meet someday. I think I've been. I think I've been very lucky in that. Um, that people quite seem to quite like Jay from the Inbetweeners. So yeah, sure. Everyone's usually very nice to me, which is a really lovely way to live your life. Um, I think maybe it'd be different if I was like a a soap villain or something like that. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah. Imagine, yeah. Yeah, like, because people like they get attacked in the street. And stuff, uh, yeah, and they, they, yeah, believe. they think it's like, oh my god, I can't believe you did that last week. You horrible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You killed Tiffany. What did you do? <laughs> yeah, unbelievable. Hey, that was an accident. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> um, but the profanities and stuff usually, again, um, you know, you get some people who do get quite excited, but again you know just, most people are quite funny. most people are normal people and yeah. if you've got your kids there they don't they don't tend to see it absolutely i think you're right 99.9 percent of the absolutely. general public are going to be sincere and respectful absolutely. however i want to ask you about that point one percent yeah is there a single time that you can remember where you've gone oh well, that was pretty interesting when um, some, when you met someone or is it or are you actually genuinely I think yeah, the point, I don't know, like when you're like in the queue at Disneyland or something. I don't know. What's all? Oh, go on. That's a better question. Where's the weirdest place? It's toilets. Oh <laughs> no, it's toilets. It's like, I'd at least wait till you've come out. I know exactly. And, like, uh, all right, mate. <laughs> I don't. You know, I I I don't feel comfortable enough to use a, a urinal anymore at all whatsoever. I haven't used one for years. I've always got to go to a cubicle, um, because. It has happened. Like I'm there. That's bizarre. With it, with it out. <laughs> Where's the filter? Speaking, trying to talk to talk to me about the in-betweeners. I'm like, do you want to give me 30 seconds? And we'll have this chat. 
Oh, God. Yeah. That's outrageous. Oh, God. Well, I'm sure you're very respectful when you deal with it. <laughs> but let's talk about social media then, this big old beast that you obviously yeah. have a great following on and a great found great success on there as well. Let's talk about parenting with social media because this can divide all sorts of parents. Is this going to be something that you're going to monitor closely when they are a little bit older? Yeah, you know, It's so difficult, isn't it? Because it's such a... Ultimately, it's such a vast world mm -hmm. with so much that we don't even know about. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, the, the problem is, is that social media can be so amazing and such an incredible resource. And, uh, but unfortunately, it can also be <laughs> a, an awful place. Um, mm. And if you've, you know, if you've been on TV or whatever, you, you will be subjected to that sort of uh um sorry sorry i put you off yeah uh you will be subjected <laughs> to to that to, to those attitudes and to those uh to those that one percent that you were talking about earlier um so while social media can be brilliant and unfortunately for people in in my position it's also necessary sure. nowadays um which was something that i started to learn about 10 years ago um when i think we were trying to release the in-betweeners film in america which didn't go very well um, <laughs> and a lot of the pr people were like are you on twitter and uh, what's your following like and, da, 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 da. and i was like all oh, right i can see the way the world's going now this having a social media following unfortunately is going to be something that's quite important and it it is yeah it, it really is um if I wasn't doing the job that I do, I don't think I'd be on social media. I don't think I'd... Um... Interestingly enough, James, though, it's for you. You're, you don't follow anybody on the likes mm. of Instagram. Is that... A, that's obviously a conscious choice from you. Is it so you don't even go on the app? No, it's just nonsense. The people that... <laughs> the, the, the people that I'm interested in, I have their phone number or, you know, <laughs> of talk to them and... Um, you know, there was a, there was, we, there was a long time before Twitter and we all managed to sort of get on. Just Everyone fine. managed to get along. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we managed to contact people or, you know, get in touch with people just fine without it. Yeah. Unfortunately, it was just that, that 1%, that sort of, I guess it's like, um, if you watch, do, do you remember, you, know, you remember Big Brother? Yeah, of course, probably of the, the first big <coughs> sort of uh, reality TV hit in, in the UK that really, really took off. So after a few years of Big Brother, the crowd outside started to realise something, that you didn't just have to cheer people anymore, that you could boo them and you could tell them what, what you think of them and they've been on television, so they're fair game for me to tell them exactly how much I hate them and stuff like this. And that attitude has just carried on and got even more worse. Like you rarely used to see booing at a football match or booing in crowds and stuff like this. But now it's just absolutely fine to, to be able to say whatever you're thinking, whenever you're thinking it, no matter whose feelings you hurt or how mean you might come across. It's your thoughts and your feelings and you've got the right to say them, which is absolutely fine and is true. Um, I, sub I just subscribe to the, you know, if you've got, if you don't have something nice to say, don't say it at all rule. Yeah. Good um, old, good, good old. 
Go on. Yeah, I think it's probably more important than social media as well. There's no reason to, you know, if you don't like somebody's picture to, know, to, to say something mean, which I, I don't get. And no. I'm, But this is, this is the problem. Social media can be so much fun. Yeah. You can be so creative with it and you can... Um, there's so many funny sort of quick little videos and uh, or interesting things that people are doing with art and and digital art and think and stuff like that and unfortunately I just don't think it's worth it for me personally to be a part of that world as as much as I'd like to because I'm just fed up of people <laughs> being mean to me complete strangers yeah. and it's usually like adult men for some reason it's like usually like not even kids like sometimes yeah, you yeah. go. Well, it's a twelve-year-old boy like trying to get some attention off someone from television. Like, yeah. like he's still trying to work out who he is. Bless him, he'll, he'll work things out. It's usually like middle-aged men, like, <laughs> and they'll say something awful to you, and then in their but profile bio, it will say hashtag be kind, and you're like, <laughs> what, mate, <Yeah>. come on. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be like, you know, uh, I really care about mental health and and then you're like, oh, Buckley, you prick. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> What's going on here? Oh, so it, it is, it is it's, it's such a double edged sword, doesn't it? It is exactly. a double edged sword. It's a, it's a, double-edged it's a exactly. minefield. Me personally, I would um, try and keep my kids away from it as much as possible. Uh, as I think as you're I can. absolutely right. Yeah. But they are their own people. And they need to be able to do, you know, what what you do need to their do in this day and age, thing, yeah. To an extent, when when they get, like you say, when they're old enough, when they exactly. get to that point. But it's different as well because I'm sure, you know, once they're once they move up to yeah. their next school and stuff. But exactly, think, again, like, I think like kids, kids are out running around 11, 12, 13, and, well, constantly was, on Snapchat, Instagram, doing the works. But I think, yeah, I think what James is saying is right. When it gets to that time and, you know, you don't, you want to protect them, but you don't want them to be left out of what everybody else is doing. So again, sure. I think it's just about monitoring, about keeping on top of it, about as much as you can, about, you know, exp- and open and honest, I think is the best thing. Mm. I think when they get to that age um, and when you're sort of starting to think about mobiles and social media accounts and stuff, you've got to be like, listen, so there's some people who, you know, maybe aren't who they say they are. There's some people who say things that aren't appropriate or this or that. And you got to come and you got to be honest and you got to, you know, it's just about trying to take the steps to make sure they understand it and they're safe. However, I think schools nowadays, um, obviously we never needed that at school, but I think schools nowadays, I mean, I know that the boys do um, online safety and, and all that sort of stuff. So I think it's sort of in the curriculum now mm. because it is something that's unavoidable, um, which is great to see in schools. So as we start to wind down, what is the future then? What What is the future? We've got the book coming out very excitingly on the 29th of September, At Home with the Buckleys. You can go pre-order it now. What do you reckon? Do you reckon there might be a sitcom coming out from the book? Do you think there's some classic Buckley stories in there that could work? I just think um, at the stage of my life that I'm at, um, that I'd, I, I'm open for those things, and they, they, you know, if, if it's if it's a fun idea or something, then I, I'd con- I think I'd consider it. It'd have to be a fun idea obviously it um well I mean, remunerated as well yeah i think <laughs> i think um i think maybe sort of 10 years ago or something you know when you're you know in your early 20s and 
you know, I, I think of myself back then and I was an actor and I was serious about what I do and uh, I had goals and I had things I wanted to do in life. And uh, now I'm in my mid-30s and I'm a dad and I'm married and I've got no one left to sort of try and impress anymore or anything like that. So I'm just, uh, what are you looking like that for? Okay, I sounded impressive, but carry on. No, well, you're, you're, <laughs> you're, you're naturally impressed by me every day. But the, um, don't roll your eyes. Can that they hear work. eye roll? That was a serious eye roll. It <laughs> doesn't work on audio. Um, <laughs> But now, now I'm just, I'm just. I you are take, a bit more take, open take and a bit more relaxed. Less seriously, yeah. and just if something comes along, and I go, oh yeah, that'd be fun. I would never have done a book a few no. years ago. I think what I would we're have, doing... I would have got all anxious, and I would have worried about it. I would have talked myself out of it, and but now, I and just, the same for the play that you just did. Exactly, yeah. So mm. now, now I just feel. Go for say it yes a, a bit, bit more. Just yeah. go for it. What's the worst that can happen? Like, Great attitude. Love that. And I think we are just having fun. I mean, our YouTube channel, uh, At Home with the Buckleys, it started off in lockdown. It was just a silly little thing where James wanted to be a bit creative and he was kind of losing his mind being at home and not not working. And he said, oh, and James knows a couple of YouTubers and he was like, let's do it. It'll be a laugh, whatever. I was terrified, obviously, because I'd never done anything like that before. And James had his own YouTube channel and stuff. But we sort of jumped in we gathered this little audience that we've got who I feel like I know quite well and they know us quite well and they're quite involved in the in the vlogs and we chat back and forth with them and it's it's just fun it's really really fun at the minute and it's exciting to see where we can go and what we can do um we've actually just set up a couple of little dates to go and meet people who have you know, want to talk about the book and the YouTube channel and all that. And I've to go back to what James was saying about social media, you know, I'm sort of on the other side of it where I'm quite new to it because I never really used it up until we had the YouTube channel, really. Um, so I'm only sort of a few years in and I've got all the people who watch the vlog and, you know, I chat to them and they send me pictures of stuff that for my kitchen that they're like, oh, Claire, you'll love this. And it, like, so I'm really enjoying it at the minute and I can't wait to see what else we can do. Yeah. It's fun. So exciting. Awesome. Guys, my final question I ask all my guests is what does the word headstrong mean to you? Ooh. I guess, uh, careful. Like, well, the word headstrong is sort of like, you know, what, I'm not going to say anything rude. Okay. I'm not going to say anything rude, Claire. Okay. But I'm just thinking. I'm just sort of like word association. Doesn't it mean like sort of not changing your mind and being quite oh, stubborn? Right. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's one one way of looking at it. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it depends what you what I want to know what you think of it. Um, in terms of many people do have this negative idea of what headstrong oh, is. Oh, I didn't. But I want to. I see it very much as a kind of an empowering opportunity to kind of take ownership of your mind and you know yeah, really take control believe yeah. in yourself you know if somebody says oh Claire's very headstrong I would take that as a compliment mm. I would feel like they meant that I know what I want do what I want and I'm happy with how I do it and yeah but I guess I suppose James is right there is a little bit yeah. of a well, negative I, spin just, on that I'm just not very not. strong mentally so I don't <laughs> And, uh, and that's fine. That is fine. That's what I'm here for. Exactly. <laughs> um, Absolutely. 
but yeah, no, I've never, um, I don't know, I've never really been very strong mentally. Have I? I've, I've, uh, I don't know. You make up your mind on stuff. I can make my mind up right on stuff, and... but also I do. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of questioning going on and uh, <laughs> double guessing myself and. Well, you're a good bluffer then. Mm. I think a lot of us are like that though, James. You know, in that way as well, you must have coping mechanisms that you have where you go, right, if I'm having a little bit of a down day or a, mm. some, a time where I'm questioning myself, you know, what I'll do is I'll take Hamilton out for a walk. I'll chuck a podcast on. I'll come back mm. and I go, right, I've had my fresh air. I've had exercise. I've mm-hmm. actually managed to switch off for a bit. Almost like you've tricked yourself into changing it up. You must, yeah. you, what do you do? Pick up a guitar, go play the Xbox. I don't know. Um, Again, I think this is when we're good because, like we were saying about being a little unit, I think me and James, without getting too soppy, I think we're a really good little team as a couple where if he's having his down days, it's up to me to even, like sort of going back to um, the play that he was doing. I don't know. We've had the, the, the bin man's just like that. Oh, perfect. Um you know, when James was doing his play, it was a huge thing and it was really daunting and he, and he did start questioning himself and I don't know if I can do this and that sort of thing. So that time period was for me to be like, no, you can do this. Let's go oh, is that what you on, said? Let's go and work on your lines, you oh. know, let's... And same for James, it's going way back again, you know, like I was saying about when the kids were younger and I was just mum 24-7 and... That's when James would have to step in and be like, you're doing great. It's fine. Relax. And, you know, so I think, again, it's about listening to yourself. If it's a couple, listening to each other, you know, just giving yourself a break and making sure. Definitely think. Talking uh, about it as well. Yeah, I definitely think talking is. um, Right. Obviously, we're very lucky in that we've got each other. Yeah. Uh, And there's a lot of people that that don't. Um, So. I mean, finding someone to talk to, a friend, yeah. a family member, someone professionally. Or even like you good. said, Louis, you know, putting on a, a podcast. And, well, and that's the reason I started it, you know. It's actually to create that community, um, an anonymous platform, hearing people like yourself, being open mm. and honest, and actually inspiring them to feel like they can go and talk to somebody. Because yeah. I think, as you said earlier, the first most important step is accepting it the next stage is talking about it. Mm -hmm. And ultimately it's just someone who's willing to listen, be that a professional, be that an anonymous charity helpline, be that an amigo, be that your partner in crime, whoever it is, there is somebody that is going to listen to you. And I think that's really important to absolutely reinforce. It's so bizarre how just physically saying something or even writing something down, writing Mm. feelings down. You can literally feel the physical weight come off. it It is really strange is uh and it does help so much um having someone there that you can just go this happened to me today and i feel like this and nine times out of ten is they're not going to go well i've got some advice for you or or i know how to stop that from happening or whatever even but even if they just go oh man yeah that was rubbish you go yeah it was rubbish but just the, the actual physical act of expelling out yeah. of your body really does it just makes such a huge difference with those things that are worrying you and it's amazing um, how it's all mental but your body is so tense mm-hmm. and when you actually do release it you're like oh, you yeah. could just become exhausted don't you your yeah. body is just like yeah. 
It's like yeah. that release, like all over. And also knowing that it's not a huge deal to do mm. that because sometimes when you're speaking about stuff like this and, and it's like talk to someone and do this and mm. do that, but knowing that that can be for, you know, the littlest thing, whether it is standing in your kitchen and crying and feeling that you're just overwhelmed, it doesn't mean that, you know, you're going crazy or you're that mm. it's just about those little feelings every day that can get on top of you and it, it doesn't have to be this huge big deal it's just like what james says you know just sitting down and just getting it out in whatever way you feel That's works right. for you and, and sometimes you know I, I i know what it's like when you go oh, i don't want to just burden the, mm. the people i love with all this nonsense going on in my head you know, sometimes the people that are closest to you are the last people that maybe you want to talk to because you don't want to like bring them down with you or something or, or have that kind of mentality. So as you say, there's 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 professionals, there's there's anonymous phone uh, free phone call uh, people that you can call on a free phone number and stuff. And just saying stuff uh, mm-hmm. has helped me in the past with things that I've been worrying about in my head. So that would. James, thank you so much. Really, it's been so lovely for uh, for such a nice conversation. Thank you for being so honest. And um, guys, go check out the book. Thanks. Oh, yeah, thank please. you so much for having us on and you know for taking the time to talk to us. Yeah, we, we appreciate, really appreciate, it. appreciate it. This was really it. fun. It was yeah. really nice. And that concludes this fourth episode of the eighth series with James and Claire Buckley. I just wanted to extend my gratitude and thanks to them both for being wonderful guests. It was the first time that I've ever interviewed two people at the same time. And whilst it was a daunting prospect, I feel like it went all right. I think the conversation went rather well, to be honest. And I think that they spoke really poignantly and said some really important things as parents who are so clearly in touch with their mental health and prioritise it in their home. Please do hit subscribe. Please do rate the podcast. Share it with your friends and your family if you've enjoyed it. It really, really helps. And I just want to thank you, the listener, for tuning in. I will see you next week for another episode of Headstrong. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.